is Lord, we can't ever stop singing of how amazing your love is toward us. Father, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is the son of man that you visit him? Whom you have made a little lower than the angels. Yes, Lord, your word says that you yourself were made a little lower than the angels. That it behooved you to be made like his brothers in all things. Lord, we will never be able to understand the depth of that statement. What it took for God to become a man so that he could redeem man and make him truly man. A man made in the image of God. And therefore, Father, even as we now meditate upon your word, Father, transform us a little more into the image of your Son. For the purpose for which you have come into this world, let it be accomplished even a little more in that that you would make us a little more conform today, even through the preaching of this word, to the image of your Son. Anoint us, therefore, to that end, even in the speaking and the hearing of this word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Good to have a voice which is back. My goodness, not having a voice and listening to yourself with those crackles and the crockles. Boy, I was like, Lord, I'm, please, Lord, have mercy upon me, is what I thought. Actually, I was talking about mercy upon you if I have to preach, you know. <laughs> but thank God that he's good. We've been looking at redeeming time, right? Ephesians chapter 5, uh, we know that verse very well. Chapter f- 5, verse 15 onwards, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. The word for fool is esophos in the Greek, which means Sophia is wise. Esophos is without wisdom. Okay, so fool is esophos. If you want to call somebody a fool, you can call him esopho. Just, just kidding. Okay, <laughs> don't call anybody a fool because God says you'll be in danger of counsel. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, so be very careful. Okay, only God and the Scripture have the authority to call us fools, not we. Okay, not as fools, but as wise. And verse sixteen, redeeming the time. Okay, the word is of course. Kairos, not Kronos, redeeming opportunities. Redeeming opportunities because the days are evil. Knowing that the days are evil, there's a preparation that has to happen in our lives. See, we prepare for Kairos in Kronos. Understand that, we know that. We've been hearing in the last two sermons. Okay, we prepare for Kairos in Kronos. You know, remember the word in First Thessalonians chapter 5, you don't have to turn there, I'm going to read it for you, you can just follow it. But concerning the times and the seasons, the two words are very interestingly mentioned together, both chronos and kairos are mentioned simultaneously in this verse, which says, but concerning the chronos and the seasons, or the kairos, the chronos and the kairos, he says, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. You should come to that point wherein we, should, we know it so perfectly, what the seasons are and what the times are. Times and seasons. Okay. Okay, but see, for, for example, we prepare in Kronos. That's exactly what happened to Noah. 
Noah prepared in Kronos for that moment when God is going to send the flood onto the earth. 120 years we know in hindsight. But Noah did not know. He just kept on preparing, preparing, preparing and he went into the ark. He did not know that the Lord was even going to shut in, shut that ark after seven days. He did not know the time. He did not know. But he kept on preparing, 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 preparing for 120 years. Isn't it interesting? That is what, I mean, I was uh, uh, listening to one man of God who said, you know, Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. The very first time the word grace is mentioned in the Bible is in association with Noah. In relationship with Noah, it says, Noah found grace in the sight of God. He was perfect in his generations. He was blameless. He walked with God and God did not say, Noah, you're so good. Let me take you. No. God said, you know what? Build an ark. And he said, it's interesting that just because you are blameless and you're righteous and you're walking with God and you are absolutely perfect in your generations and you found grace with God, it does not mean that God is not going to give you work. If you do not do the work, Noah, and you do not build yourself an ark, what is going to happen to the world is going to happen to you also. So, understand that. Okay. And Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. Meaning what? How did he find grace in the sight of the Lord? That God gave him a work to do. You understand that? God giving him a work itself was grace. You see? You need to understand these things. These are all... uh, very important truths to un- for us to realize. Therefore, if we are not prepared, just because we are blameless in Christ Jesus, everything has happened. You know, Christ has become for us righteousness, wisdom, understanding, etc. It does not mean that we don't prepare prepare ourselves for the second coming of the Lord. We prepare ourselves because we do not know when the time is going to come. Therefore, we prepare in Kronos for that Kairos moment to happen in our lives. So never forget that. That is the reason why. We redeem the time. What is the Skyros moments? Those are the times when God visits his people. It doesn't, I mean, he visits us every day when we come together. He says, my presence is there when two or three are gathered in my name. And of course, we are not talking about that visitation. We are talking about a visitation which is going to change the course of our direction in terms of our spiritual life and our walk with the Lord. And that is not very obvious to the naked eye. Or to, to, to us, it happens in the spiritual realm. And therefore, we need to understand there's one thing that God is doing. He, he is a God who visits. But what we need to do is we need to make ourselves spiritually prepared in order to be prepared for the time of visitation. You understand? Okay. We need to be prepared for our, prepare ourselves. It doesn't matter how long it takes for the guy who, the pool at Bethesda, it took him 38 years for that visitation to happen, but we should be willing to visit, we should be, to be at the pool for 38 years. For the stirring of the water to happen, right? For that visitation to happen, we should be willing. I, I mean, uh, pastor was uh, talking to uh, David's mother and the other day and, you know, suddenly I was asked to translate in Telugu and he was saying, uh, at the point of contact, The point of contact is faith, where the power of God and the anointing of God will flow through your lives, but God is only looking for that one point of contact where you really touch Him by faith. Okay? That is essentially your Kairos movement. Okay? And I was thinking about, and I was saying, that is what I was translating. And then I was thinking, what should be the exact word? And the word that came to my mind is Anusandhanam. It is not Agarbati. <laughs> okay, how people sell Agarbati is Baba. Bhagavantaniki Bhaktaniki Majala Anusandhana. 
anusandhanam meaning the point of contact between god and the a believer or a bhakta okay is not agarbatti but faith you see and that point of contact we have to be prepared spiritually to redeem that point of contact because those don't come often they come just like that and they're gone okay so be aware be prepared in chronos so that you'll be prepared for god's visitation in kairos because god is a god who visits right from the beginning he's been visiting his people the first time you'll see god visiting is in genesis chapter 4 you know where god comes to you don't have to turn there where god comes to cain and he's talking to cain he's not talking to abel can you imagine that that is an amazing god god who comes and talks to the person who's who's disobedient outside the garden of eden the first person whom he talks to is a disobedient fellow is cain not an obedient abel okay and god comes and says why are you angry why is your countenance fallen if you do well will you not be accepted if you do not do well sin is crouching at the door its desire is to have you but you shall master over it baba what a god we serve a god who comes to visit and what happened did you do you think cain redeemed that point of visitation no that kairos moment that came god cain had a which was literally given to him on a platter so that he could be restored in his relationship to god was destroyed by his own hands by his own disobedience you need to understand okay so the very kairos the first kairos moment in the bible was an unre- it was not redeemed it's like you know redeem your points before <laughs> so that kairos moment baba they cannot be they will not be so that is that for us it is 30 days god's redeem we don't know when when those 30 days are in in the spiritual realm so we don't take things for granted because that is the reason why it says in hebrews chapter 10 when you see that day approaching gather as often as possible because we never know when the kairos moment will come when the church church is going to be taken up either you should be taken up while doing the will of god or in the church i don't know think about how do you want to go those are the things that you should meditate upon okay so god is a god who visits right from the beginning and we need to understand those visitations don't come very often and whenever they come we should be in a spiritual condition to visit, to recognize them and to redeem them you should recognize and redeem okay so you should recognize the time so for example you see again in uh, in uh, genesis chapter 14 verse 14 look at what it says um this is how god visits right the god doesn't have to come come personally he also visits through people this is after lot lot is taken captive genesis 14 14 now when abraham heard that his brother was taken captive okay so lot is taken captive right so whom does god send to him abraham a man of god so what what is what is what is lot where is lot now lot is in captivity yeah is in captivity therefore what does isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 say the spirit of the lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and to proclaim liberty to the ah to proclaim liberty to the captives god has anointed me so god will send you an anointed man of god with the anointed word of god to liberate you from captivity and that point of visitation you have to recognize you need to understand these are very important truths for example turn to romans chapter 10 verse 14 okay 
Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 14 will say, How then they shall call on him in whom they have never believed? And how shall they believe in whom whom they have never heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall one preach unless he is sent? So in order for, so you know, you need to recognize that visitations of God can happen by a person who's coming into your life with the anointed word of God. And you should be able to recognize that. Because we need to be prepared for a second coming. You know, <laughs> Shulamati, right? Shulamite. Shulamite, not Shulamite. Shulamite. Who is a Shulamite in Song of Songs? She is called Shulamite. I don't know what that word Shulamite means. I have to search it. Search for it now. Shulamite woman is like, this woman is sleeping nicely. And the beloved has come knocking at the door. My sweetheart, my darling, open the door, he says. How can I open that now? I just removed all my clothes. I washed my feet. My feet should not be defiled. But you know what it says? Scripture says that God, that is Jesus, he tried to open the road through the other side and undo the latch. But she nicely, securely latched it up. And afterwards, suddenly she wakes up. Okay, she suddenly wakes up and she says, oh, my beloved is there at the the door. And she goes and opens the door and she, what happens? He's gone. And then she rushes into the streets and she says, where is my beloved? Where is my beloved? And who catches her? The watchman catch her. And they, you know what do, you know, do, you know what they do to that, what, to the, to, to her? They exploit her and they torture and they destroy her. I'm telling you something, my dear brothers and sisters, opportunities will knock at your door. And when you don't open, you know what is going to happen? You will run for him and they will be wicked watchmen. Wicked watchmen are pastors. Wicked pastors, wrong doctrine, wrong relationships who will capture you and you will lose that opportunity again. So don't ever take those visitations of God for granted. And God can visit you through anointed. You know, it says that uh, the, 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 the dew is on my locks. I've been waiting. What is dew? Dew is an anointed, anointing of the Holy Spirit, Baba. The dew is on my locks. And I want to come and have a relationship with you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to have this intense, you know, what, what we call as a communication with you. But you said, Baba, it's true. Come on now. Be very careful. He's gone. Okay, so, so recognize anointed people who come into your life. Okay. For example, no? One man of God was saying very, very interestingly, you know, Mary was a person who was, who was, who birthed the word of God. She was the one who was bearing the word of God. And it says in Luke's gospel chapter 2 verse 7. <coughs> Somebody read it. Luke's gospel chapter 2 verse 7. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh! There was no room for those people for the for the people to receive the word of God. That is the reason now read Second Corinthians chapter seven verse two in NIV or ESV. NIV also, Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one and two aim gadu. full verses one and two. Read. Since we have these promises. Mm-hmm. Fear of the Lord and then Oh, kya baat hai. To who is that Azbaba? The preachers of the word of God. Make room in your hearts. That is the reason why yesterday's Persians was super, no? Lydia opened 
her heart to the man of God. God opened her heart to receive the word of God. And what did she do? If I, if you have found me to be zealous, you have to come and stay in my home now. You're not, I'm not going to let you go unless you visit my home. You see, that is how precious people who are of the, uh, who, I mean, how precious people who, who bear the word of God should be in your life. Think about Paul. Think about Paul. Now Paul is being persecuted. And what do they do? And he has to escape. Now how do they make him escape? They put him in the basket. And they lower him. Now think about it. How carefully they are holding the rope. If they lose the rope. We have lost all the Bible. Most of it. And if he dies. The person who has the anointing. Is important. And the person who is holding him. So that he can cut the word. Is also very important. Very very important for us. You need to understand that. These two are very important. That is the reason why how we treat men of God and the bearers of the word of God. What kind of a room we have for them in our heart is my constant prayer in these last days. I have been weeping before the Lord and saying, Lord, open my heart. Open my heart. The bearers of the word of God because that is how God visits us. You see, I'll show you this. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Verse 7 onwards. Read verses 7 and read from verses 9 and t- nine to 10. The Lord said, Yeah, read verse 8 also. Okay, okay. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I have, Ah, so I have come down to deliver them. How, how have you come down to deliver them, God? Verse 9. Hmm. Onwards. Israelis aim translation Jotana Naina? ISV, okay, okay. <laughs> Somebody read an ESV or an NIV, please, please. Yeah. And verse 10. Oh. <laughs> See, God has come to visit his people, but how is he going to visit his people? Through a person. With the word of deliverance. And therefore, this Christmas season, make room for God in your hearts. How? (laughs) By making room for the men of God who hold the word of God in your hearts. So what do we do this Christmas season? Specifically, we pray for all those people who teach us the word of God. Have a special burden. That is the reason why you know what Paul says. Brothers, I covet your prayers. Pray that uh, that God will give us a revelation so that I'll be able to express the mysteries of God in all boldness, he says. You need to recognize that, my dear brothers and sisters. So those that is how God visits his people. Now think about it. Twelve years for me. God has visited me several times. I'll tell you, every time, every time I come to the, to the preaching of the word of God, God has visited us. Did you make room for God in your hearts? In that, did you make room for God? For those people who bear the word of God in your church. Because those people who bear the word of God are very, very few. And why is this important, my dear brothers and sisters? Why is this important? I'll tell you why this is important. You know, one man of God made a, gave a fantastic example. He said, six, six days, God said the, 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 the law for manna, for collecting manna. What should they do? For the first five days, they have to collect manna every day. Am I right? 
every day they have to collect manna if they store the manna for the next day it would stink this law holds true only till day 5 on day 6 what should they what are they supposed to do collect double for that day as well as for the next day the day of preparation so that they will enter into the seventh which is called the day of rest ardhamathana okay sixth day what are they supposed to do gather double so that they will be prepared to enter into rest now he said he made a very interesting statement he said six days of god's time is over almost over is coming to an end five days signify the old covenant now six days signifies the new covenant wherein you have to support you are supposed to gather for yourselves double the manna so that you'll prepare yourselves to enter into this rest which is the seventh day which is the day of coming that is the reason why this is important you understand that is the reason why gathering together how much of the world will you hold baba <laughs> interesting no how much of the world your word of word of god will you hold baba because don't worry hold as much word of god as possible because god is going to send all the animals into your ark to feed them who is going to eat all this word <laughs> don't worry gather that's exactly what happened to joseph joseph gathered and gathered and gathered for how many years seven years and think about this seven years is just a time okay time frame seven years there was what plenty right seven years there was plenty even the seventh year there was plenty it was not like gradually it was tapering off no 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 how did famine come it came all of a sudden okay it did not come on the sixth month sixth year it did not come 50% profit no 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 it came all years it was possibly 100 fold profit only we don't know but on the seventh after the seventh year was over on the eighth year what happened there was famine and who was ready joseph so we are all josephs hopefully <laughs> for joseph and oh yeah we are joseph wait, wait for the testings okay we will come to that later on so god prepares what the people in your life who bear the word of god so that you will guard so no, never never underestimate any day could be your day of visitation we never know we never know we never know i remember our kairos moment in our church in february 14 2009 right pastor 2009 february 14 when god sent forth his holy spirit on our church hmm God sent forth this Holy Spirit to our church, and so many of us got baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. And go to the church with, who says there is no powers and signs and miracles and wonders. I believe uh, in tongues. Okay, you believe? I speak. <laughs> you know, think about it. No powers and signs and wonders and miracles is over, Baba. I mean, somebody, someone, man of God said this is a such a stupid statement. It's like saying, you know. हमारा भगवान एक जमाने में पूर्व फुल पावरफुल था अभी थोड़ा कम हो गया पूर्व जमाने में वन टाइम माय भगवान वाज वेरी वेरी पावरफुल नाउ यू नो टेक्नोलॉजी हैज इंक्रीज्ड नाउ इज बिकम व्हाट काइंड ऑफ अ स्टूपिड स्टेटमेंट इज दैट you see we never know when the day, day of visitation is going to come into your, come into your life and therefore be prepared and you will t- i'll tell you something on that day those who came did not go back home disappointed or not who those who did not come started crying the next day i know it personally okay so we never never underestimate okay so let's move on so how does one prepare himself for the day of visitation see there's a spiritual preparation that has to happen 
in all of our lives there has to be a spiritual pre- preparation that has to happen and i'm i was searching through the bible to see what kind of a spiritual preparation that one should have in order for to be for us to be prepared in chronos for the day of kairos Okay, so three examples, I mean two examples plus one, two plus one today sermon is two, it's not titled two plus one, it is two plus one, I just looked at, okay, two plus one. So first example, first before we go to the first example, let us turn to Genesis chapter 18 verses 9 to 10. <coughs> Somebody read Genesis chapter 18 verses 9 to 10. Now this is when God, Abraham invites God into his, yeah, where is Sarah your wife? And she, and he said, she said, she's, uh, she's in the tent. He said, she's in the tent. Okay. Uh, the Lord said, square circle time. About this time, next year, and, you know that word in, uh, Hebrew is eighth. It's ayin and teth. Okay. Eighth is there is a time for everything. Uh, time to walk. You know what? Actual translation in the Septuagint is Kronos. Sorry, not Kronos, but Kairos. Okay. Okay, time for everything is all Kairos. Everything is Kairos. Here he says, according to the time I will visit you. And who is going to have a son? Sarah is going to have a son. Oh, this is a type. So this is talking essentially about new birth. Even in your own life, new birth happened in God's time. Right? According to time, God visited you and you opened your heart and that day you got saved. And Isaac was birthed inside of each of your lives, each one of your lives. Okay, God visited you with an anointed word. It happened to me when I was 18 years old in a camp, in a youth camp, when one lady from a Pentecostal church was preaching to us Methodists. <laughs> and uh, we opened up our heart and we received God into our heart. And after that, life was ne- never the same again. The point here is this. What does this signify? And you see the patterns, the types of this happening even through the Old Testament, in the, even through the entire Bible. And particularly one of these types I want to look at is found in Luke's Gospel chapter 1. Luke's Gospel chapter 1 begins with one of these Kairos visitations of God. We know the Christmas account, it does not start with uh, with uh, Mary and, uh, and uh, Joseph. It starts with another guy called Zechariah. Okay, let's turn to Luke's Gospel chapter 1 and read from verses 5 onwards. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named, what does that mean? The Lord remembers. If the Lord remembers, you know what will happen? I'll tell you what will happen if the Lord remembers. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 8. Verse 1, 2, 3. <laughs> Somebody read Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 3 to know and understand what happens when God remembers. Ah, when God remembered Noah and all the living things in his, until he visited Noah and his church. Okay. Uh, his church was full of animals, so it's okay, no problem. Uh, <laughs> but his church was there and God remembered Noah and his church. What happened then? Pah! God made what to pass over the earth? No, he didn't say, this was not a wind like this. No, 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 no. What kind of a wind to dry up the water? No, you know, no. If you want to uh, dry your clothes when it is uh, raining outside, what do you do? You put it under the fan. And full speed fan in eight hours, it will get dried up. But think about the waters at the heights of Mount Ararat. What kind of wind did God send? In order to dry up that. When he said it, he remembered. 
And if God remembers you, he will send things into your life which will change the course of your life for good. It is not an ordinary thing to be remembered by God. Did you understand that? You understand? These are not ordinary things. When God remembers, he sends. Now somebody is going to come to into Zechariah's life. <laughs> the bearer of news, a cherubim was, cherubim or a seraphim, I'm not sure. He's going to come right into his life. When God remembers, things happen. Okay, so let us read. Luke's Gospel chapter 5. And his chief, the chief, uh, the, a certain priest named Zechariah, which, which means God remembers, of the division of Abiyah, which means Yahweh is my father. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Okay. And her name was Elizabeth, which means God has promised. God has made an oath. And, or God is my oath. You can, any, any, any ways you can say. Look at it. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Now while he was serving as a priest before God when his division was on duty, According to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by, ah, lot is cast, but who decides the outcome? Ah, the Kairos movement has happened. Visitation started. What kind of a visitation is this? Who are these people? The first time it is mentioned about these guys, it's mentioned about Zachariah and Elizabeth. Four things are mentioned about them. We'll come to the four things. But one of the things that is mentioned about them is that they are barren. What are they going to birth? They're going to birth a John. Which means, Lord is gracious. Okay. Okay. God remembers. God made an earth. God is great. God is gracious. That's their names. Okay. Now the point here is this. God remembers. God made an earth. God is going to be gracious to him. So in when he is gracious to you, what is he going to send into your life? He is going to send somebody who is going to prepare the church for the coming of the Lord. Right? This is what it means. Now in, in other words, Zachariah and Elizabeth are a type of the church. And what are they praying for? They are praying. We'll come to that. They are praying for a John the Baptist to be birthed in their lives who will prepare the church for the coming of the Messiah. What are they? Old. What are they? Advanced in years. But something is mentioned about their spiritual condition which actually prepared them for this Kairos moment. What are those characteristics? First things, they were dashed before God. Ah, first characteristic, they were righteous before God. Second, they were obedient to all, no, 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 not all the commandments. Third, they were blameless. Fourth, they were barren and they prayed. They were barren. And they prayed. They go both. They both go together. Okay. So first thing, what is mentioned about 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 uh, Zachariah that they were righteous before God. Now think about this. The word righteous before God. You know how many times it is mentioned. The phrase righteous before God is mentioned only three times in the entire Bible. The first time, I mean, one of the times here. The two other times, turn to Job's Gospel. Job, not Job's Gospel. Job chapter nine, verse one and two. Yeah, Job's Gospel. Job chapter 9 verse 2. Job chapter 9 verse 2. Ah. Ah, just before God. How can a man be righteous before God? And in other words, this is a rhetorical question. Can a man be righteous before God? Answer is, no. Another, another one. 25.4, Job. 
Answer? Rhetorical question again. No one. Now, if no one can be righteous before God, what does scripture say about Zechariah? He is righteous before God. So, what does it mean? If a man is righteous before God, he has a righteousness of God. Adi point akada. So therefore it is a type of the church which is clothed in the righteousness of God. In other words, they are a set of people who are living before God's face and not before man's face. They were not interested in opinions of men. They were not interested in opinions of what their friends would think about them. Okay. To, to First of all, the most difficult thing for young people these days is to what your friends are thinking about you. But even Kuntadu? You think about it, no? You, 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 it's a, what a, it's a kind of a pressure. My goodness, when I was small, I didn't have a beard, but I wanted a French cut. I was forcing it. I, I look at some of my old pictures. I didn't send that to pastor. <laughs> okay. Old pictures, French cut forced. You know, my dad said, don't use the razor way. Don't use the razor bucket. Ching to use the razor. Why? You want to look. <laughs> see we want to we want to impress we want to impress with that and to this is what we call righteousness before man you see whenever you are righteous before man you know one man of God said if you are righteousness if you are righteous before man you are saying that man is your righteousness if you are if you are trying to impress your uh, boss your boss is your righteousness if you are trying to impress your husband your husband is your Righteousness. If you are trying to impress your girlfriend, your girlfriend is your Abba. That is what it means. If you are trying to make your make it make it big in the world, and you want your career is your righteousness. That is the reason why it says you are saying to the tree, "You are my God." How can you say that? So you know these are the people who said, "Lord, we live before God." God. You have to declare the, declare the righteous. We live before your face. You think about these, 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 these things. Very, 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 very important, my dear brothers and sisters. Very, 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 very important. You have to live separate from the, from the crowd. You have to. There's no other plan B for all of us. Separate from the crowd. You know, just recently I was having a discussion with one brother. We were talking about mentorship. You know, I, 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 you know, mentorship in actually in, in, in the, in the Bible is not like Guru and Sisha, you sit under the Guru and he's giving you a download. No. This is not necessarily all the time. Sometimes he will give you a download. You can sit under the Guru and you can, he can, he can keep giving you a download, but you can just go out and live absolutely contrary to what your Guru has taught you. How You know, some, that is the reason why we call our school learning center. Somebody said something very interesting. He said, coaching say, Learning, I mean, concept nahi banti hai. Coaching se concept nahi banti hai. Learning se concept banti hai. You can do coaching, coaching. You can go to Narayana, Krishnamurti, Ramaya, Krish, uh, China, all the batches and you can sit under the most fantastic panditas. But if you don't learn, what's the whole point? Okay. If you want to get 100 marks in your, in your exams, what does it mean? You just, two things you have to do. First of all, you should stop watching movies. And stop uh, wasting your time. Second, you have to study. Both have to happen. Oh, I'm stopped watching movies. Oh, I'm separate from the crowd. 
God, give me 100%. No, it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. See, I'll tell you something. See, mentorship is a spiritual condition. Think about it in Exodus chapter 32. You don't have to turn there. What is happening over there? Moses has gone on top of the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. Am I right? Ten commandments are being received by Moses. Where is Moses? He is on the pinnacle. He is on the top of the mountain. Now what is happening down? We don't know what has happened to this man, fellow, Mo- fellow Moses. Can you imagine those words? If fellow Moses itself is dangerous, what will happen to those people who spat on Jesus? Okay. That is a different sermon altogether. But think about it. Moses has gone to the top of the mountain and the rest of the crowd is there down and engaging themselves in all kinds of rivalry. And there is one guy who is not at the level of Moses. Neither is there with the crowd. Where is he? In the middle. See, that is mentorship. Mentorship is not necessarily that you should be always with Moses. But you have to be in a spiritual condition. Not necessarily at the spiritual condition of your, of your leader. But at least not with the crowd. You understand what I'm saying? This is very, very important. You may not be at the level of, of your spiritual mentor, but you are not with the crowd too. So you may not have the kind of discernment that, that your mentor has. For example, uh, Joseph, he comes down. What is the sound Moses says? I think it's the sound of war because Joshua is only waging war. I think it's a... Man, Moses says, no, 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 no. This is not the sound of war, Baba. This is a sound of revelry. This is a sound of sin. This is not a sound of war. But you know what? Where is, where is Joshua? Joshua is at a level which is separate from the crowd. And I'm telling you, my dear brothers and sisters, all of you, before the Kairos moment of God touching you and anointing you to be the next leader, you know you have to be separate. You may not be at the level of your spiritual mentor, but you have to be separate from the crowd. You have to be. That is mentorship. Spiritual mentorship Okay. Enough said. So, don't live before your peers. Separation is very, very important. Don't live before your peers. Live before God. And choose peers who follow God. Choose peers who follow God. Psalm 16 verses 1 to 3. 1 to, enough. Psalm 16 verse 1 to, you should listen to this over and over again in different contexts and enjoy that verse. What do you say? Mrs. Justin. Right? She's looking at me bewildered. What is happening to this fellow? Okay, no problem. <laughs> Whenever the word of God comes, we can't do anything. We just have to get excited. No, Baba. Just excited. Ante. Read word verses 1, two, one and 2. What does it say? Preserve me, O God. I for in you, I put my trust. That is what righteousness is. In you, I put my trust, O God. That is my righteousness. That is righteousness before God. And then, Oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord is nothing apart from you. That is what Zachariah said. My goodness is nothing apart from you, God. Therefore, I will always, I am righteous. Because that is how God declares you righteous. Why? Because you select and you choose to say, you know what? I am not righteous before you, Lord. You acknowledge your lack of righteousness. And then what happens in the next verse? Ha! And to the saints. You know what the word saints means? The word in Telugu is fantastic. Parishuddhulu. <laughs> Parishuddhulu means the holy ones. Kevalam vare naku ishthulu. Vale sreshthulu. 
వారైనా ఒక ఇష్టం అబ్బా తెలుగులో ఫుల్ ప్రాస కథనంగా ఉంటుంది అసలు టూ మచ్ అసలు ఛందస్సు విపరీతంగా వచ్చేస్తుంది దానికి బయటకి యూ షుడ్ లర్న్ ద లాంగ్వేజ్ తెలుగు బాబా ఐ టీచ్ హౌ మ్యాథమెటికల్ ఇట్ ఇస్ సూపర్ ఇట్ ఇస్ అంటే గురువు లఘు లఘు గురువు ఛందస్ మదర్ టాక్మీ యమాత రాజబానస లగం అబ్బా ఉత్పలం ఆవల చంపకమాల చార్దూలం అయ్యో ఆత్మశుద్ధి లేని లేని ఆచారం భాండశుద్ధి లేని పాకం చిత్తశుద్ధి లేని విశ్వాసం తెలుగు <laughs> <laughs> he used to memorize all the answers and he used to write all spelling mistakes and your mother realized if he writes this kind of uh, telugu he will get a sunna zero so what did she do she taught him grammar man grammar is scoring you know it's like mathematics either you know right or wrong so if you score full in grammar you'll pass and what had happened your mother knew that all other subjects she will be fantastic but in grammar but in telugu she was a little scared about your brother about her brother and one day when the results came she taught him telugu nicely day and night day and night day and night like the way she teaches all of you <laughs> day and night day and night day and night she taught telugu and you know what happened he got full nice marks and he passed with distinction and they were in parvatipuram those days enjoying the vacation and when somebody said your brother has passed she came out of the bathroom and she declared to the whole world my brother has passed i said baba telugu that is how it is you see powerful language okay because it is a difficult language i think it is same with malayalam too okay that is only besides the point no <laughs> the the point here is this where where was i <laughs> yeah there were righteous before god shreshthulu ishthulu parishuddhulu there are the holy ones in whom is all my delight those are the people who challenge me those are the sanctified ones i want to be with them and you know what paul says i long to see you so that i may impart some kind of a spiritual gift to you in order to establish you that is both of us will be mutually encouraged by what each other's faith both yours and both mine that is how iron sharpens iron that is what righteousness before god is where you are absolutely confidently telling to your brother brother this is what i am that is the reason why it says confess your faults one to another okay and that is how the prayer of a righteous man will avail much you understand this so why does you think about it no elijah was a man just like us that, that is what james says no can we say i am a man just like elijah Ah, that is an IIA statement only. You know why? 
before the lord god of israel before whom i adi righteous before god ante okay understood what is the spiritual condition that one should have in order to be prepared for the visitation of god you should be what before god righteous before god very important second hmm obedient to all the commandments not some commandments now what does that mean keep searching the bible for commandments no no one man of god very 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 fantastic statement he said this was edward williams in one of his uh, teachings you know he said he said for example let's say you read uh, psalm 23 and out of psalm 23 peter peter and me almost at the same level of spiritual condition so let me compare myself with abigail okay abigail and i read psalm psalm 23 after i meditate upon psalm 23 i get 10 commands abigail gets gets abigail gets two commands or only one command okay abigail gets how many command only one command Abi, uh, just giving an example not maybe not okay psalm 1 okay psalm 1 psalm 1 she reads and she gets only one command i being a veggie, very mature person and extremely highly qualified believer i get 10 commands abigail is obedient to one command i am obedient to five commands and scripture scripture says if you disobey in one command you have broken all commands now think about this no apply that extrapolate that principle now what does that mean both zachariah and elizabeth were obedient to the light that god showed them what did they what were they obedient to to the light that god showed them they were obedient to the light that god showed them i love this what did the priest have no 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 two things he had umem thumem or thurim it's thumem what did he have what does urim mean urim is a plural of light so he had lights what is thumem thumem is a plural of perfection he had perfections he had urim he had thumim thumim is the word tamam no tamam in in arabic tamam cheeze tamam baatein it is all hebrew baba okay so thumim means perfections or completeness thumim is a plural of the uh, tamam thumim is perfections urim is lights so what does a priest have he has urim he has thumim in other words he is always endeavoring to reach the perfection of the light that he has obtained You understand what I'm saying? He is trying and endeavoring. Yeah. So he is endeavoring his level best to reach the perfections to which God has showed him. For example, God can go show you one light today. Unless and until you have obeyed to that standard, you are not perfect. So what has happened? You are moving from one level of perfection to another. You have yumim, you have tumim, and you know what God says about Zechariah? You are obedient to all the lights, and you have now come to the perfect standard where I can what visit you, where I can visit you. This is priest. What are we called in the New Testament? Kings and priests 
రాజకులమైన రాజకులైన రాజులైన యాజక సమూహం అబ్బా తెలుగు ఉచ్చస్తుంది బడకి ఇట్లా రాజులైన యాజక వి ఆర్ కింగ్స్ రాయల్ ప్రీస్టుడ్ బాబా and what are we supposed to have we are supposed to have lights just not light and we are also supposed to have obedience in correspondence with that light corresponding to that light therefore we are supposed to have what lights and we are supposed to have perfections and you come to that level of maturity and zakariah has come to that level of maturity and god says now you are ready that's exactly what is happening to all of us as a church we are increasing in light and we are increasing in perfections and one day when god has seen perfection being made complete in your in your life what is he going to do he is going to come and take you he is going to visit you or he is going to visit you to promote you to the next level you understand what i'm saying okay that is what first thing therefore what is about what about him he is righteous before god second he is obedient to all the commandments third blameless kya baat hai like i like what eric says no either you are blameless or you are shameless <laughs> i love that what does that mean he is not trying to justify his failings i think this is what i am you know i get really scared you know why it's so difficult for me to come to the point where i can completely tell pastor in this is what i am <laughs> there is still certain areas which i have still not told him or maybe he knows we don't know you know we never know <laughs> okay, sorry <laughs> we never know but okay okay so so it says blameless or shameless what does that mean walk thou before me be blameless what are you what does it mean you are living a life where in your where in your honest about your failures i think turn to luke's gospel chapter 18 and we know this very well are which verse is that baba oh, sorry excuse me it's pharisee in the tax collector is 18 yeah which are which verse is 18 oh. Uh, read just last where it says which verses the tax collector standing afar off would not so much raise his eyes verse 13 oh, look it was 18 verse 13 and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but beat his breast saying god be merciful to me a sinner you know one of the most important things for us to understand you know how we become blameless how we express our blamelessness by but by crying by weeping by telling god this is what i am you know how jacob became blameless before god god asked him what is your he said jacob that is what it means before god in order to come to the point what he was what was he doing he was wrestling with god what is what was that wrestling wrestling match ka matlab kya hai how was he wrestling with god with, with, with god baba ha ah, turn to hosea chapter 12 hosea chapter 12 and verse 3 and 4 yeah, yeah somebody with a louder voice yes yes john you can read it ah uh, he took his brother by the heel in the womb ah uh, no no your translation you know in your manhood it says in my translation okay ah uh, and his strength is struggle you know my translation says in his manhood he struggled with god 
ante a real man struggles with how did a man struggle with god next verse mm mm-hmm. mm ah bah he wept and sought his adi favor from him that is what is becoming blameless before god weeping think about it no it's a very interesting uh, telugu song i was, I was listening to the other uh, somebody was quoting the other day it says a real poor man is a man who has not even got tears before god ba what a statement telugu da picha picha kutta kasala statement a real poor man is a man who has not even got tears to be before god that is poverty ba what a statement you know what you know what what it says you remember that uh, simon the tax collector and that madam right her name is also not even mentioned what is his what is she called sinner pa and what is she doing who is the rich fellow simon he's got a full course meal before god hmm. you know what god says you are a poor fellow you know why you don't even have tears to shed look at this lady she's rich she's got tears you know why because she's striving with god to become what blameless blameless that is the reason why the tax collector went home right <laughs> just by passing it up he went home justified whereas the tax whereas the pharisee went home dignified <laughs> what a statement dignified justified what do you want to be baba justified great dr vijay itakota ba ఉద్దరాబాబుంటాడ్ see the, the the last the lot is cast for him to come and uh, what to, to offer what before god ah incense let my dash rise like incense prayer no prayer is the incense means symbol of incense is prayer in the bible now prayer symbol for prayers is incense in the bible okay simple symbol for prayer is incense in the bible and you have four kinds of prayers we don't we know those four kinds of prayer what are those four kinds of prayer first timothy chapter 2 verses 1 2 3 okay first timothy chapter 2 just verses 1 and 2 is enough maybe hmm? i exalt thee extol thee therefore exhort thee therefore that first of all supplication prayer intercession and thanksgiving four kinds okay now think about this what is zachariah called to do offer prayers now this is like you know pastor asked one of one of these days maybe you know for example let's say uh, uh elizabeth no hepsiba mm hepsiba leaders in prayer on sunday let's say now the lot was cast on her name why was the lot cast on her name 
because in her silent life or in her secret life, God was looking at something. This is a girl who prays. The lot was cast on Zachariah because God saw his private life and he saw that this guy prayed. How do we know that? Turn to Luke's Gospel chapter 1, verse 11 onwards now. Luke's Gospel chapter 1, verse 11. Ah. So he was offering incense. No. Huh? So he is essentially offering prayers. Essentially. Okay. No. Hmm. 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 What a word that is. I'll tell you. For all those people who are having this desire in your heart. Lord, I've been righteous before you. Lord, I'm obedient. Lord, I'm blameless. Lord, I've been praying, Lord. I've been praying and praying and praying and praying and seeking for fruit in my ministry. Lord, I want to birth one spiritual child called John the Baptist who will prepare the the church for your coming. Lord, give me that burden. Give me a fruit in my life. Give me that kind of a fruit in my life. Lord, one. I mean, it's like, you know, think about it, no? Pastor James and sister, so for, for example, I'm just giving an example. Lord, we've been serving and striving and praying and doing all this ministry for 12 years. Lord, one John the Baptist, one John the Baptist, one John the Baptist. Or maybe you are, you are there as a husband and wife in your own home. You're saying, Lord, Lord, my children, Lord, my children should know you. They should be filled with the Holy Spirit. They should be prophesying. They should speak in tongues at a very young age. I love that prayer of such little girl, Sarah. Lord, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and let me speak in tongues. Lord, I'm birthing. I want to birth a word of birth of Samuel. I want to birth. I want to birth somebody. I want to birth somebody. I want to birth somebody. And he's been praying for that. We have less, maybe about 21 days in our next of the year, next rest of the year. Think about it, no? Can you spend one, one hour in prayer? One hour? One hour? I'll tell you something. You know, this is something which I tested for myself. I said, Lord, I will just spend five minutes today in prayer. I just knelt down and I started praying. You wouldn't know time just flies like that. Go before God and weep. Weep for the next 21 days. Weep if you have never wept before God. Weep with tears. Weep with prayer and say, Lord, you said this year should be the year of overflow. And I don't see any overflow in my life. Let me pray. Let me pray. Pray. Lord, I don't have time for one or brother. Stop watching television. Nonsense. And if you are you have graduated about television and movies, stop watching news. How much, so how many hours I spend before Fox News these days? Baba. <laughs> you should, it starts and it never ends. Baba, if it is not helping your prayer life, leave it to Pastor James. He will tell you. He has got objective vision. <laughs> he will, he will tell you all the saramsam. Okay. You don't have to worry. Now you don't have the ability to pray. No, improve your spiritual condition. Go on your knees, start praying. Fox News can take care of itself. Oh, this forward in Fox News, that forward in Fox News. Come on. 
You had 15-20 minutes, half an hour to spend before Fox News. Don't tell me you didn't have a burden. You have already come to the level of uh, fruitfulness in your life. You don't need prayer. I asked myself the same question. No prayer. No prayer in my life. Come on, think about this. I'm giving us a challenge, my dear brothers and sisters. 21 days can God find one man who will pray for one hour before God and cry out and shake heaven in the name of Jesus. One man. Shake heaven in the name of Jesus. Oh, when will pastor call me to pray? Forget about that. The Lord will fall on you one day. When will he call into ministry? Forget about that. Lord will fall on you one day. When will God call me? Am I, am I, is God calling for me for full time ministry? First, forget about it. Go on your knees and pray for your own soul. Pray. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a cry of my heart. I, I'm telling you honestly, I weep before God these days. I pray before God. Even if I don't see in my own home. Prayers. Where are family prayers? Where are family altars? Where are they? Have you cheap? Have you fruitful? Think about that. Prayer is only for three people in the church. Sister Elsa, Pastor James, Sister Elsa, this prayer warrior over here and prayer warrior number two. What a shame. What are the women doing? What are the men doing? For the women. Prayer. Knocking on heaven's door. Remember the time when you prayed for a breakthrough? I remember for my first paper. Nonsense 2011. I remember. Abigail was coming. I was worried about my paper. Not Abigail. You wouldn't believe it. I would go there before the Lord and say, Lord, my paper, Lord, my paper, Lord, my paper, Lord, 25 minutes prayer and come out. What happened to your eyes, honey? Shedding tears for a stupid thing which is not going to be even used now. Dr. Vijay Nonsense. What is it? It's going to be torn. Think about it. No, one man of God made a very fantastic statement. He said, look at that. I'm just going to write it. together." The eternal, incorruptible, unchanging God who has called us to enjoy eternal, incorruptible inheritance, is he going to waste his grace on stupid temporal things? And we weep for temporal things. Oh Lord, when am I going to get married? Lord, Lord, when am I going to get, Lord, when, I will, be on, when will I be on fire for you, Lord? When did I devour your word, Lord? I was looking at YouTube the other day. One message I was listening, and one guy sends a uh, sends a <laughs> you know uh, a comment on the on the on the on the thing. He says, Pastor Garu, Ayagaru, after having been challenged by your sermons, I have read the Bible 141 times, and he was not lying. I said, Lord, one time a month, a year, one time a year, Lord. 141 times. Too busy to read the word. Think about that. What are we doing? Are we prepared for the Kairos moment in our life? You can prepare for eternity, it will not come. 141 times? 
141 times. I said, boy, all my education, all my useless degrees, and this guy, a simple village preacher, 141 times he reads the word of God. You know, breaks my heart over my sin. And what have we been given? Oh, the food, the food that we have been receiving for 12 years, you, you go to other churches and you will see what kind of food they're getting. They're getting grass. My dear brothers and sisters, it's time for us to go into the secret closet of prayer and start reading the word of God and reading prayer. You know, stop. You know, one man of God said something. Don't have the Bible without a handkerchief. Don't have the Bible without a handkerchief. Oh, prayer. For how many years? Till I see a John the Baptist who's going to be birthed in my life, who will prepare the church for the coming of the Lord. God, God help us to be a church like that. Who will talk and talk and talk and talk your problems, but you will never pray. You will not weep before God. And God say, Lord, look at my heart, Lord. It's cold. It's cold, Lord. It's cold. You know, Lord, there's no fruit and there's no sense of urgency also. Apathy. Prayerlessness. Maybe we challenged like the way Zachariah was challenged. This is the story of Christmas, my dear brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, I remember my great grandfather and grandmother who stayed in our home for a son. First thing, four o'clock in the morning for one hour, they'll keep on praying, 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 praying. I'm telling you, all of our family has been saved. You know, one prayer, you'll always pray, praying, Lord, protect them from accident, protect them from disease. Every day for his family. That is the kind of spiritual heritage I enjoy. How many, how many of us really pray? Pray. Pray. Come on. I don't know how to pray. God says, we also don't know how to pray. Just go and start pouring your heart before God. It will come automatically. Start praying. Luke's Gospel chapter 18. And he spoke a parable to them. That men always ought to pray and not lose heart. That is how you pray. I don't see fruit. I still pray. May the Lord baptize us with the spirit of Zechariah these last days. The spirit of prayer. The spirit of supplication. So that you will have the maturity one day. You see, our prayers are not, you see, you know, once, once people pray, they will know what, where, where their spiritual condition is. You know the words, you know where the spiritual state is. What is important for them, what is not important for them. God will also know. <laughs> In fact, God will tell you this is where your spiritual condition is, Baba. Look at your prayer. <sighs> blameless. He was righteous. He was obedient. He was blameless. He was barren and he prayed. He's a fourth. Then you know what happens? Lord looks at it and says, Zachariah, the time of your visitation. Now is the time for John the Baptist to be birthed in your life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. 
You want John the Baptist to be birthed in our, in our ministries, in our lives? Everybody has been handled. You know, we have a church, we have a school. Now we have a school. I'm, I'm, the, the Lord spoke to me in my heart. I'm saying, God is asking me, why should, why did God give me a school? God gave me a school so that my wife and I will pray for John the Baptist to be birthed in my school. Pray for John the Baptist to be birthed in your ministry. Pray for John the Baptist. If you're single, doesn't matter. If you're like Apostle Paul, he says, you know what? My dear children, of whom I travel in birth until who's formed before you? Christ is formed in you. Be like Apostle Paul. Pray. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, how how does our spiritual condition? You know what happens then? The angel comes. (laughs) Zachariah, your prayer has been heard. Wow. The previous time the angelic visitation happened like this, when the one person went into the holy place to offer prayers was Isaiah. Hmm. That time he came with <laughs> something else. <laughs> uh, this time, the angel of the Lord came and said, Zachariah, your prayer has been heard. Don't judge Zachariah by his response. He was still in the old covenant. But ju- judge Zachariah by his response also. He, he doubted, no? What did God say? What did the angel say? You will be dumb. Now, did his wife know that something happened? Did the wife know that the angel came and told, you know what, honey, you know what happened when I went into the the holy place to offer incense, the angel came. Did he have the chance to say that? No. He didn't have the chance to say that. But he had the way to convince his wife for a a child. He did not say that Elizabeth, the Holy Spirit came upon her and she conceived. No. Amazing. 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 And you know what the wife says? When he's circumcised on the eighth day, call his name Zachariah after his father. No, 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 no. Wife says, call his name John. John. What about you, Zachariah? Get me a, a slate. Let me write his name. And then his mouth is opened and he starts prophesying. My dear brothers and sisters, how are we prepared for the visitation of God? I have two plus one. I only finished one. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to be a pastor and sadist, but I've finished, completed what I finished, what I wanted to finish today. Okay. But think about this. Think about this. I have so, so many other things to say, but I'm going to say it some other time. But think about this. Think about this. God is, we're talking about visitations, right? Opportunities, redeeming the time. But are we really spiritually prepared for the moments? You know, Pastor was saying, God is going to take away your clothes when he's moving from one ship, one level to the other. But are we really prepared, spiritually prepared for those transitions to happen in our lives? Otherwise, 2020 will be just like 2019. It's just another day in the calendar of God. Calendar of man, not in the calendar of God. I want to encourage us. I want to really, really encourage us. I want to challenge you to the best of my ability. Be righteous before God. Separate from the crowd. Throw that stupid computer out for 21 days at least. After that, you will hate the computer later on. Anyway, use it only when you are sanctified thoroughly. Be blameless. Be obedient. And pray without ceasing. And then you will be ready for his visitation. Then you will redeem the visitation of God. What did I title this? Redeeming, Sit. just a minute please, uh, recognizing and redeeming God's time, recognizing and redeeming.
God's time. Okay, pray. Go. This is a challenge for all of us. On your knees. Don't, if you are young, be on your knees or flat on your face before God. If you are older, sit. That is, a, that is an attitude. Jesus himself fell flat on his face and prayed. What about you and I? With loud cries and tears. What about you and I? Pray. This year, let it be the year of prayer. Let us finish this year and be ready for the visitation of God. So that John the Baptist, do you have that expectancy? Do you have that expectancy? According to your faith, let it be done unto us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise you, we worship you. We give you glory. We want us to be prepared, Lord. The church, the Israel, when the first time you came, they were not prepared for your visitation. And you said, because you did not know this time of your visitation. They did not know. They did not know, Lord. And may we not be the church who will not know your visitation. Enable us to be prepared in the time that you have given to us so that we will be prepared for that chaos moment where you will come and visit us. And Lord, we pray and believe that everyone in this church will birth a ministry of John the Baptist. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I pray, Father, that we will hold this word close to our heart. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.